Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of content from a movie, TV show, or something else on the internet, and we talk about it, try to figure out what's going on. John, what are we looking at today? Today we're discussing a minute from Perfect Blue, submitted by our friend of the podcast, Mango, uh, at 46 minutes and 4 seconds. Uh, At least that's what we think he submitted. Uh, The original was taken down due to copyright infringement. All right, and this week's episode is brought to you by MailGimp. MailGimp? MailGomp? MailGimp? Do you want a smarter way to send engaging mail from your business? Then hire a MailGimp, a man in a leather full-body cat suit to work in your office's mailroom. Who said that only the folks receiving mail should find it exciting? Visit MailGimp.com slash minute for a 10% discount on your first order today. Okay. That's, we should talk about some of these sponsors fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm not sure they fit our brand anyway so <laughs> what is our level of familiarity with uh perfect blue what's what's your level of familiarity here paul well mine is basically zero i'm coming in with no background knowledge but i can extrapolate a little bit because the next up video on youtube from this clip was called why is perfect blue so terrifying or something like that so i can extrapolate yeah. a little bit into it being sort of a scary anime-ish freaky thing uh what about you though john are you coming with any base knowledge um yeah a little bit uh so uh i i used to be really into anime as a kid i still i still like you know good animation from anywhere but i'm a little bit less into the the day-to-day stuff but perfect blue was like sort of a, a pretty seminal film probably about the same time that i was into it uh however i don't remember this film at all like i i'm fairly certain i've seen it pretty sure i <laughs> probably burned a dvd with it on it uh I've, I've probably uh watched it more than once and i remember almost nothing about it uh so i do know that it's produced by madhouse a, a pretty cool studio that did some very interesting things uh, uh i know that i think it has the same director as paprika which is a movie i know a lot more about and could probably we could still probably do the thing is that these are all psychological movies, like psychological mm-hmm. horror type movies or psychological movies in general, and and so like th- there's a lot of inherent built-in questions that have absolutely that that are like built into the movies themselves. So like this podcast could just be done on Paprika, a movie I've seen probably dozens of times now and i would still be able to talk about what do i think is happening because it could be different than you know almost each time that i watch it if that makes any sense like they're they're sure meant to be sort of vague so it's a good it's a good pick good pull all right i like it because there's no way we can be wrong <laughs> it's true Maybe. it's absolutely true i mean isn't that what this podcast is all about paul <laughs> <laughs> well a quick intro to the scene then john uh it's begins and sort of ends with two women arguing in a red bathroom one of them appears to be spectral i guess is a fair way to describe her uh the original clip 
had Japanese audio. The version that we're using here has Portuguese subtitles, so you know we're translating our script that we're going to read from Portuguese, <laughs> which was translated from Japanese. So just to all of our Portuguese listeners, a quick ontoxy. 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 Yeah. Right. So John, um, oh, we've got the universal tongue of <laughs> of, of Finnish, apology. Uh, well, Finnish apologies. We, we've got three pieces to read for this script today john the sad actress the pop idol and the man outside the room i think we decided you'd be the sad actress and i'd be the pop idol and the man outside yep all right well let's uh let's go for let's, it let's get into the skip script read let's do this are you watching i didn't tell you it would be better if you were still a pop idol hey mina are you listening to me stop this madness who are you me I'm a pop idol. Everyone waiting for me, singing with King and Yukiko again? No. No, I will not. I'm an actress. Don't be silly. Nobody wants it. Wait. What everybody wants? Japanese singing. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. So, the clip that Mango originally submitted did have English subtitles, but since it was taken down, we don't really have an easy way to say how far off this dialogue is. What do you think, John? Are we close at all? Um, it's Somehow, so when I read this by myself, like just the script that you sent me, I, I didn't, I wasn't really understanding it, but I think this makes actually a lot more sense. Um... And actually gives me more ideas about what the actual thing is about. It's weird because sometimes uh, I'll read a script and I'll have no idea what's happening because mm -hmm. it feels so disjointed. Uh, but us acting this out with the like the sort of scene playing in my head, it it I think it worked out fine. I think I think this is more or less pretty close to what <laughs> probably pretty close to what was originally intended in Japanese. Like this is definitely the equivalent of like taking uh something and then translating it through Google Translate and then translating it again through Google Translate into another language. Like mm -hmm. yeah, this is this is good. This is good stuff. Well good. Well, John, what is your quick initial take from the scene then? To me there's one thing that stands out. Uh, one thing we didn't really mention is that during the, the um, singing portion there, the scene actually yeah. cuts from the conversation in the bathroom to uh, the spectral form of this woman performing on stage. But, John, what's your real first one takeaway from the scene? Yeah, so um, I think the my first takeaway is that I'm pretty sure that this woman, uh, both of the women are the same woman. True. Uh, so I think that the sad actress and the pop idol are the same woman. The pop idol looks like... She's she's dressed up like a Japanese idol, mm -hmm. um, at least from like a very specific period of time, and uh, and so like I, I think I think uh, I think that this is we're we're experiencing some sort of like either hallucination or time distortion or something like that, right? Maybe. Some, something like that. I mean, that'll feed into our our theories a little bit. Yeah, my main takeaway is a little more specific, which is what is up with that goat man in the audience. Oh yeah, no. There's a guy who is drawn specifically to be creepy as hell. Yeah, like he's got a long haircut, but it's almost mullet-like, except only like I don't know. It's it's clearly just unkempt. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just unkempt long hair where the front is shorter than the back, but it's still, like, long enough to cover most of his face. Yeah. Um, His teeth are... Sparse? Uh, all, yeah, sparse, <laughs> distant, and, uh, <laughs> and, and at every angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's filming the and, concert. Yeah, he's filming... He's filming the concert, and uh, I think his eyes are also, like, about three inches from where they're supposed to be. <laughs> and, and they're also very dark, so they're either gray or black, depending on which um, little yeah. clip. I think we're getting we're getting the idea that this guy is supposed to be creepy. Like, it doesn't feel like a stylistic choice so much as, like... Like, like, I don't think normal people in this world look like this. You know what I mean? Like, the the actress and the and the pop idol both look, uh, sort of. I wouldn't say stereotypically anime, but like, it, they definitely fit within sort of like the mold of what anime aesthetic is. Um, mm-hmm. specifically of like, I think the '90s. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the '90s. Although I think it's also telling a story that's older than the '90s because the pop idols looked a little bit older. I don't know. Um, anyway, so like. It's and so like this guy comes in here and he looks like like a goat man like you said mm-hmm. a little bit. No, he's crazy looking. But John, let's let's take it from the top. Uh, we we start with this woman in a very strange bathroom. Uh, it, it's the reddest room I think I've ever seen. Is it a is it a bathroom? Well, it's got I tile. It's, a it's got tile. Oh, walls she is and... wearing like a a robe. Yeah, it looks like Isn't a bathrobe, she? probably. Yeah, wow! It really does look like a bathrobe, doesn't it? How did I not pick that up before? Anyway, yeah. So she's wearing a bathrobe, and then she's talking to basically a, a slightly younger version, look, looking version of herself. Maybe it's identical. Maybe it's just because one of them's wearing a bathrobe and one of them's wearing a bright pink dress. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's fair to say it's a, a younger version of herself, like you're saying. Maybe it's just a less serious less adult version of herself i mean that's yeah feeding into my i mean she's wearing a headband a pink headband a pink like frilly dress yeah uh and she's glowing slightly as you had said true yeah do you think this bathroom looks kind of murdery at all oh yeah because it's so it definitely looks murdery like yeah. this is like uh this is like if hitchcock colorized his movies i'm pretty sure that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the bathroom where psycho took place probably it definitely could be do you think it's fair to say that the sad actress is surprised to see this version of herself? She seems pretty shocked, but maybe not like it's the first time she's seen her. What do you think? Yeah. No, she definitely seems... Uh, it, it seems like she's addressing like uh, like something that happened earlier. Like mm-hmm. She's like, are you watching? I didn't tell you. Uh, stop this madness. Who are you? So, so stop this madness... Uh, we also have the luxury of knowing where this is in the movie. It's about like probably the like this is probably close to where like the climax of the movie is or before slightly before the climax mm-hmm. so that that probably plays into it a little bit right yeah it's definitely not the beginning of the movie i don't know how long it is but it, it's midway point to close to the climax i guess yeah yeah and so yeah so i i think i think that this she's already seen this woman before her herself before but I'm not sure how many times. Like she still hasn't figured out maybe what the what the point of her seeing herself as a pop idol is. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much more we can really talk about the interaction between the two of them without giving away a, a lot about our theories. Is there anything else yeah. from the bathroom 
portion that you'd like to go through? No, it's really just a tile room. I didn't even think of it being a bathroom until you had mentioned it, although I should have gotten that from the robe. Well, um, it's possible that it's not. We don't see a sink or a shower or anything, I don't think. Yeah, and what else kind of tile room is there in most but like It's a murder room. If you, you'd if want you're that in tile. a tile room, exactly. If you're in a tile room, I guess it would be like bathroom or pool. Like, those are the two types of tiled rooms, right? Yeah, probably. All right, well, after this exchange in the bathroom, we do see, as I said, it transitions. Well, maybe the better way to say it is her spectral form goes through this door, which is blindingly white light behind it, and then is yeah. on stage. So I don't know if this is supposed to be her literally going onto the stage, or if it's yeah. just her like flashing back or reimagining what her life as her pop idol self is or would have been. But anyway, she ends up on stage. Yeah. And so I want to talk real quick. So there's clearly two other idols here with her. And we see them before she comes on stage. Um, and they're both wearing identical clothes, except one is green and one is blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would you describe these clothes as, Paul? Like, Well, it, it's sort of interesting because the main pop idol is clearly dressed as a pop idol, like you've said. Yeah, like, like, a, like a frilly pink princess sort of thing. Yeah, And right? the other two seem to be dressed more like what two people who were pop stars but then left the scene for 10 years and came back as more adult but still trying to dress fun sort of I would dress like maybe I, they kind of look like uh like uh midriff centered military fatigues to me a little bit like yeah. there's like a lot of buttons and belts and uh it looks very like pressed but, uh, yeah, so it's really weird. It's, they're weird outfits. They're weird. I think I, they're... I guess, like, they're, they're no weirder than most other pop outfits probably are and would be and all that sort of stuff, but it's still, like... Mm-hmm. I think it's probably in, fair in to comparison. say that... Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably fair to say that they are the two backup pop idols, though, right? Yeah. So this is going to play... That, that sort of dissidence between the outfits and stuff is going to play into my my personal theories okay well let's swing back to that then and talk about the crowd at this concert for a minute what stands out to you other than the crazy goat man they're all 30 year old men they're all 30 year old men yeah that's what i was going to say which to (laughs) to me is very different than what i would expect the audience of a you know pop concert in the u.s to be i would think a lot of 13 year old girls for a girl group or something like that do you know john is that a very u.s centric view maybe around the world it's much more diverse what you get at these concerts i don't know so my my thoughts on this uh sort of ran the same sort of thing i do know that a lot of a lot of men do go to pop uh pop concerts and stuff like that in the u.s but i i don't think that they go i don't think that any concert usually puts them forward you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i i think that there is some sort of control about like you know, what you see from, like, uh, you know, video feeds, like, taken from it and all that sort of stuff. I think for the most part, they try and put uh, young people specifically, probably young girls or young boys, depending on, like, what sort of mm-hmm. pop group it is, uh, you know, near the front and, and sort of most visible. And I think I think probably uh, young people outnumber the number of older people at these shows in terms of, like, enthusiasm and pure dedication. But, the, like pop concert wow i'm i'm totally blowing out the audio on this um pop concerts 
uh try not <laughs> less plosives <job. laughs> uh pop concerts uh they they sort of they cost a lot of money so mm-hmm. i can't imagine that it's not a majority of like older people going to see them uh but i don't think it's like specifically 30 year old men with backpacks and cameras uh if if you get get what i mean yeah it, it may be that it's a cultural difference that makes more sense yeah. but it, it does seem weird to me in this scene to have nothing but older well not older but like 30 40 year old men in the audience well i did see in the notes that you put like is being a pop idol different in japan and i would say yeah. from from my observations of what idols are in japan i think it is very different because it seems like an actual job like like there's an industry that is defined and known as like the pop idol industry Hmm. uh and it's and i i can't say that we have the same like we have a music industry certainly uh and we have like sort of like expectations of what that is but at no point in time is like the music industry like specifically about being an like it's about being a musician and an entertainer and you can sort of choose which sort of which of those sliders you sort of invest into if that right. makes sense yeah if you, um, like, if you look at beyonce for example yeah definitely a pop idol mm-hmm. national treasure but yes there's not too much of her oh well, i was gonna say her, her personal life not being as important and clearly she has you know massive instagram followings and that kind of thing but there's no like constantly doing everything publicly. There's a lot of concerts. There's a lot of social media presence, but it's not as if her being an idol is m- equally or as important as the music. Yeah. Well, I would also say, like, maybe this is like America has like w- nearly four times the population of Japan. So, like, I like uh, was it J- America's third or fourth in terms of population size in the world Mm -hmm. i think japan is like 10 um i don't know i i'm not even sure those can be concrete concrete figures but if you think about it like they also the only country in the world that that i know of that speaks japanese is japan so like a lot of their media and stuff has to be produced from inside the country Hmm. okay and they have like a big media you know, in, in ways in ways that most other countries don't, because like remember, America's sort of spoiled in the fact that we have Hollywood, we have like, you know, and and you know, of course, Canada sort of benefits from this as well now. Um, but like, you know, we have a huge entertainment industry here. Germany doesn't have a huge huge <laughs> entertainment industry. Uh, you know, like neither does, you know, Norway. Like, like it, yeah. it's it's just not like something that most countries have uh and even if they have an entertainment industry it's usually one very specific one you know what i mean like well, that does make sense so like in the case of japan it would have to be very insular inward looking and intense in order to make yeah. sense to have that industry yeah, okay exactly so i feel like i feel like it's certainly informed by the outside world i mean i like they definitely have beyonce albums in japan and they definitely have like you know huge international sold out concerts in japan but that doesn't necessarily mean like they also don't support local artists and local performers and stuff in ways that like Norway might not as much. Uh, and I, I'm not picking on Norway. I don't know anything about Norway's. Uh, I'm just trying to find like, a, a, you know, a, a somewhat populated country that doesn't necessarily speak 
uh although i'm sure norway majority of norway probably can speak english <laughs> well john <laughs> i, I think I you've you've sufficiently offended all of our norwegian listeners just a quick <laughs> i'm so sorry quick autopsy to them yeah well you know they're they're no finnish listeners is what i'm saying but um <laughs> well john uh is is there anything else about the clip that we should uh really talk through so much of what there is is interaction between the three characters that we see which you know is really going to be um theory heavy so at the end of the clip uh where do we start again we started uh six four seconds yeah so i don't know so the thing that i don't understand is like what's going to happen next like that's that's sort of where this sort of leads me because all it is is just him staring at her and then her singing uh and so like there's there's no concrete like like I feel like it started someplace and then we were cut off and I'm fine with that but it just leaves a lot of open sort of interpretation if that makes any sense it, it really does we're given almost nothing in terms of understanding their relationship between these two people in particular yeah. I mean I have no way to know if this is a stalker if this is her manager now that she's an actress or if this this could even be like a, a creepy looking younger brother who's just very supportive of her musical career yeah maybe it's it's probably not the last one no all right john well let's jump into the theories then Uh, do you want to go first this week uh sure i'll go first all right so i think that this is some sort of like not mass hallucination but like a shared hallucination okay uh i think that this woman is sort of struggling with uh because she says like you know uh stop this madness who are you uh no no i will not i'm an actress um so i think this woman is dealing with the fact that she's an actress now at a different point in her life i think that she was a pop idol Mm -hmm. which explains why she looks so much younger in the pop idol dress stuff like again like it's not like she's got like less lines on her face or something like that it just like the the way she acts the way she presents the way she's animated like it's very good animation for like what it seems like an okay budget, but not like the highest budget that you can have uh, with a lot of this stuff. So, like, I, I think I think they were trying to animate her to be younger feeling. Okay. And I think that she is sort of hallucinating her being out there. But I think that this man, the creepy goat man, I think he can see her. But nobody else can. I think that these are two idols that are uh, that sort of cashed in on their youth. And and did like a reunion sort of thing that hmm. she used to work with. So okay. uh, King and Yukiko, I think, are are her two past like collaborators, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that they are currently on tour, and she maybe saw them on TV or is hearing them on the radio, and so psychically she is like back there, and like and she's performing with them. But then this creepy guy sees her and maybe he's like her stalker in real life. And he just went to go see the reunion tour because he knew that she was part of them. Maybe he could see her or something like that. And then she all of a sudden appears in front of him because he's the only person who seems to be reacting the same way as everyone else is. Uh, I mean, he seems to be reacting more than everyone else is like in sort of wonder, whereas everyone else just is like acting as though they're at a concert. Um. So yeah, so I think that that's what's happening. I don't think it's I don't think it's real, but I think it's sort of like this sort of connection between these two people, maybe like this actress and her stalker. 
that that is like somehow like creating this tension in her life like this psychic tension between the two people all right well what do you think happens next uh i think i don't know see i don't know what at what point this is going to start informing me like from like what i might remember from this movie but i think i think he like hunts her down maybe kidnaps her and maybe she kills him uh i don't know i don't know if that's me remembering something or me projecting is the problem oh, well it's definitely uh, I, plausible either way yeah i think i think that that's that's my that's my guess um i have no idea if that's true though <laughs> All right, Paul. So what's your what's your theory here? Well, it's not entirely different from yours. I think that she is a former pop star uh, trying to make it in the world now as an actress, but it's not going incredibly well. I think she's hiding in the bathroom from her manager who's trying to make her do like a, a dog food commercial or something really demeaning because she's still trying to break into the acting market after spending so long as a pop idol. And I think that she's being haunted basically by a ghost of future past split personality scenario going on here. Mm. So I think she's gradually going insane from the stress of working as a failed actress after being so successful before. And every night she now blacks out and this pop star persona takes over again, puts on a concert. So she's still performing, but she's like Mm. not trying to just showing up at the shows and rocking it. But then she also murders people. So I think (laughs) it's a real, real Jekyll and Hyde, but Hyde's a pop star and a murderer. And I think in the end, so basically just like Jekyll and Hyde. Well, basically, yeah. Yeah. And I think that the um, flashback that we're seeing anyway, I think it's a flashback to when she first meets her stalker slash manager, who's now the one trying to get her to do dog food commercials. Okay. And I think that in the end, she does defeat her alter ego and then retires from both pop stardom and acting to sort of live the quiet life as a relative hermit. Gotcha. All right. I think that, your that your totally sounds a, yeah your sounds a little more exciting though. I I don't know. I just remember the movie being confusing. <laughs> oh, it's a, it sounds confusing either way. Well, do okay. you, do you think we can recommend either of the movies we've just described? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of into it. I don't know if I want to watch it right now, but like, you know, there's times where you want to be a little spooked. Yeah, sure. And I think I can agree with that. If you think you might enjoy a confusing, probably somewhat psycho thriller anime yeah yeah check it out this is also not for kids i remember it not being for kids i remember being like putting in my dvd player and then pressing play and then being like i don't know maybe i should just not watch this uh you know at home with my parents and everything like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh because it's definitely like there's definitely blood i think there's i don't know about nudity but i think there's something like overtly sexual or something in it so i guess go into it knowing that too uh content warning (laughs) all right well john any last things we want to flag about this clip um nope all right well (laughs) that was me checking my brain box (laughs) i could tell from the beeping all right a big thank you to manga then for submitting this clip or a similar one this is what we reviewed anyway it was a lot of fun (laughs) if you want to support we we do our best we do our best to figure it out god this is and this is our best that's not anyway uh, if if you want to support (laughs) the podcast oh it's sad now but you should definitely submit your own clips on our website go to the minutepodcast.com or just tweet at us and we'll figure it out Uh, you can also review us on itunes apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded reach out to us at the 
minutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the various social medias at minutepod. As always, this episode was hosted by John Ward and Paul Rayberg, produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Rayberg. I think that's all of it, so thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.